Okay, good evening everybody. And as noted, we are just a few days away from Rosh Hashanah. So it's actually, it's, a, it's, a, it's really a, a good time to work on our tefillah, just about Rosh Hashanah, but just the thing I saw today, and I've just, I've been thinking about it, so just to share it, uh, the, 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 the halacha is that you're not supposed to daven musaf the first three hours of the, of the day, and, which is because Musaf is the main part of the, the tefillah and the judgment on Rosh Hashanah. And for that reason as well, you're not supposed to blow shofar the first three hours a day. The reason is that the first three hours is still a time of, of Kabbalistically of judgment. So the Mishnah Brewer says on that halacha, again, if you have no choice, you could blow the, the, the shofar even the three hours a day. If you have no choice, but you really should not do that. Yitzhak uh, Fagan's on, 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 on this, on this uh, Zoom, Zoom share. So you remember as we discussed this about blowing shofar before, after share, when we, we, would, we would learn the halachas every year because you blow shofar. And this dinner three hours, but I never noticed this. I, we learned, I learned this more than a dozen times, but I never noticed this till, 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 till last week. I reviewed it today, just like I'm still. Um, Shavuah says, you know why you should make sure not to blow shofar the first three hours? Or not to daven most of the first three hours of the day, because time of din of judgment. Because in Rosh Hashanah, your entire year is about to be decided. <laughs> your future, your entire year, your health, your wealth, your everything, everything about your life will be will be decided. But uh, but be, besides that, he he said something which I never th- saw before. He says it's sometimes not just that year. Shonim Rabbis, many years ahead. Now, I don't know what that means exactly. Of course, every year of our life affects our eternity. Well, affect if, you know, if a person gets on a certain path of life spiritually, that, that path can go for years. If a person gets sick, that can affect years. But, but, but usually, every year, you're judged. He says, Shonim Rabbis, sometimes the, the Gezerah, it means every year we're rejudged. Sometimes it's Shon and Rabbo. So he says, don't daven most of the first three hours a day. Right? Because for, for years ahead, what happens, this Rosh, this Rosh Hashanah, <laughs> this, this Rosh Hashanah can affect your life for years ahead. Not that you'll have to be a path will be rejudged next year, but really it'll be decided this year that for years ahead, this is your reality. It can be decided this year for the good reality. So how we daven, the essence of Rosh Hashanah, not just listening to the show for the first few hours, not just not the most of The answer I'm showing is how we view everything we're doing is so important, not just for this coming year, but for years ahead, perhaps, uh, as well. And therefore, it's really good that we're, we're doing uh, on Tefillin. Actually, I was reviewing this earlier today, and what we're about to do is Dabar Be'ito Matov, the thing at its proper time. Ksiv says, so doing still Chiloi, which is Making a peel, making a plea. See, I need tefillah It says, it says, David says, I my tefillah to you, Hashem, should be in an auspicious time, in Eisratzon, an auspicious time. Whenever you have a request, you want to ask a raise. If the boss is in a bad mood, you don't want to ask a raise. You want to, you know, you want to ask someone to marry you. They're not going to, you know, they're gonna pick. Be intelligent. Yes, certain times. People are they're, they're in a generous mood, in a good mood. I don't think I, maybe I shared this story before. When I was learning the Mir Yeshiva, it's like 
true story. I was learning in the Mir Yeshiva, and uh, my sister, who's two years younger than me, but she was you know, dating before me, really, so she got engaged. She got engaged. So I called, I called home, and my mother told me on the phone that it was her happiest moment ever. She was like the happiest. She's never been so happy. So I said, great, Ima, I'm so happy. They're so happy. I have to tell you something. I go, I, of course, I wish Malta, blah, blah, blah. I actually knew my, bro- my future brother-in-law I had spoken to before. I had met him uh, a while, a couple of years earlier. And, you know, so I knew who he was. And I was so happy, blah, blah, blah. And then I told my mother something she would not want to hear under normal circumstances. You know, whatever it was. Like, uh, you know, I told her I was staying in the Mirishiva. I wasn't coming back for a period of time. <laughs> so she says to me, like she, or, uh, you know, whatever it was, it was a couple of things. She says, "Are normal? I'll be so upset you're telling me this, but I'm so happy. I don't even care." Like, like you know, things are going happy. Everything was a good thing. Whatever. I, I, I went to the beer. I was accepted to NYU Law School. You know, to go after two and a half years. So I'm not going. I went and we, took, we didn't go for to law school for many years later. To, went to Penn before after going to Lakewood. But I was excited. So I told this story. I, I, I'm already telling the story, but finish, might as well finish it. I told her I'm not going to NYU Law. Uh, at, you know, which I, had, I, I was in there. I, def, I, w- I got in there. I finished. I was two and a half years in the mirror. So I finished. Realized I'm not going. I'm just staying. Forget <laughs> the law school stuff. You know, eventually I went and then it didn't use it anyways. But, but, uh, but I told her that day. I said, like, it was a great moment. Oh, a suspicious moment. She, it was her happiest day ever. So whatever I would have told her would have been fine. So... Oh, that's fine anyways, but my point is, you, you, be smart. If I, my mother would tell me it's the worst day of my life. I think I would tell her, so they add, add, add on to it, you, tell, you pick a per time. Well, Hashem is, doesn't have emotions. Hashem is, is not like you and I. He doesn't have good days and bad days. Hashem is omnipotent, all-powerful, all, uh, uh, all, all good. But, B-U-T, we know that the divine Shefa, the way that Kashvara interacts with the world, there are times of chesed, of Ultimate kindness, rachamim, bracha, chef of good, and there are times of where of din of judgment. There are certain times we don't go to courts, we don't do judgments during the three weeks, certainly during the nine days. They're not times which are considered auspicious. Rosh Hashanah is melech Masada. Hashem is in the field. We're close to Hashem. Well, there are other times that also low call eats themselves to and the now times are equal. There are certain times which are really auspicious to Daven. As it says, by the way, this is talking, the Rambam and other sources say, the Gemara say specifically, now Rosh Hashanah Tzion Kippur is this time period. Dear Shu Hashem B'Yimatso, seek out and search Hashem B'Yimatso. Kira'oho Ko'altam B'Yosekar. When Hashem is close, now is your chance. Now is your opportunity to, to ask HaKadosh Baruch. I, I, I said this multiple years ago in Amachai. Actually, I saw a couple years ago, they, they, certain websites started to publicize this, but I had seen it earlier. I wasn't the first person to see this, but I seen it earlier that many years ago, in 1939, we know there's, there's the, the, the kinder transports, and 38, 39, they were taking children, Jewish children. Britain was allowing just children into uh, coming to into England, and they were coming from primarily from Austria, some from Germany at that time, coming from Vienna, 
and really it was like a good deal to let in certain amounts of kids, and the, the parents did not get into, into uh, England. And literally, there was a day, they took these Jewish children, they took them out from London, and they put them in, um, and they took them out, Took them out from London, and they took them. Sorry, took them out from London, and they took them um, out, out. And the war was already was already starting. And one day, the the, the King George came looking through, uh, out from. Uh, came out of, um, he, he, you know, from London to visit this this town. And they took all of the Jewish children with everyone else uh, to greet the king. And they're all lining up in the carriage and whatever the car, wherever the king, King George was going, and they had all kinds of protection. And one of these children, the kinder transport, one of these children, the kinder transport, broke through the lines, ran to King George, and started crying to King George to get his parents out of. Austria or Czechoslovakia, but I think actually I think it was I think this child was from the Czech from Slovakia, um, started crying to him to to, um, to 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 save his parents. So King George said, "I can't do anything. There's a war starting. There's nothing I can do." But he says, "You're the king," and this kid starts crying. And at the end of the day, King George got this kid's parents out. Uh, and, and the story of Tovia Weiss, who became one of the chief rabbis of Jerusalem. Said over the story because he was also that kid of transport, and he said, We all looked at each other that we could have done the same thing as this kid and, and saved their parents. This, in terms of his wife, by the way, he himself, he, he got his tefillin, he turned bar mitzvah, he got his tefillin, his parents sent to him, his parents were already dead in the concentration camps. They sent it to him a, a few weeks earlier, and by the time he got the tefillin, the parents were already dead. To imagine you have the opportunity to like this boy even to cross the lines and ask the king, it could be now or never. And for all of us, like we don't have to run across the lines, we just have to ask Hashem, right? It's dear Hashem Bimatsu. You have to come to Hashem and ask him where it's Bihimatsu. Kra'u Biyoisakaro Mizmani Haratsunhu Bisium Hashlamas Mitzvah Shazhari Shamayim Pisukim Bishus Hamitzvah. That the Shari Shamayim are Pesuchim Beschus HaMitzvah, the Karav HaKadosh Baruch Hu as the Kabbal Tzvilas HaMespalo Berega Nefazu. When it's an auspicious time, the Shari Shamayim are opened in the merit of the Mitzvah, and Hashem could answer that at that moment. Was it nor at a normal moment? You won't get the yes. It won't be okay. Ukamavur Batorah BeMitzvus Videi Meiser. When you finish Trumas Umaisras, as Mavakshim, Uvarech as Amcha as Israel, the Esa Adama Ashenasata Lana. We know, and the Torah says, when you do Vidar and Maisar, which is, um, when you give Maisar a certain uh, a confession you would make, uh, and a, then you ask at that moment, after you separate this Maisar, you, you did the mitzvah, please Hashem. Bless the land and bless the Jewish people. And the Tosefta says, It's an amazing thing. Tosefta says, You do a mitzvah, uh, you're a pian uh, 
that, that, that you, you, do, you did the mitzvah, you just created a time of divine blessing, right? Now is the time to ask. The Chen Amru also Talmud says in Baba Basra, or Eliezer, he would give tzedakah, very many people have, the Shavuah says this, have a custom, you give tzedakah before davening, you put something in the pushka, it's not even that mount, you put, you do the mitzvah of tzedakah, and so it's not, it's, it's a Gemara. So the Lezer would give tzedakah, and then would pray. This is the extra pasuk. Ani b'tzedek echazavat panach. With tzedek, then I come to your face. You want to open up, you want to, you want to, right? I gave an example on a personal level when my sister got engaged. Well, that's a great move. So the, the mood was there. Or, or Hashem who has no moods, but there's certain times where it's a time of chesed in the world, you connect to it. Well, you want to create a moment of chesed? You want to create a personal, so Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, certain times are great times without having Purim. Let's say it's a regular day. You want to create a reality of, of chesed, of, of divine favor. Do, do the mitzvah. Give stuck on a small level, whatever it is, and then daven. Right now, you need, you, you're someone's sick. Somebody, some, you, have a need, you, want, you have a need. You need, you have something to daven for. And it's not Rosh Hashanah. It's not Yom Kippur. It's not Purim. What are, what are you going to do? Do a mitzvah. Give tzedakah. Do another mitzvah. And then daven. Mitzvah is in particular more than other mitzvahs. As it says, Nevertheless, after every single mitzvah, have a you create an in particular if it's connected to that mitzvah. Therefore, by the way, women after like they like candles licht on Shabbos they pray for their children. After the Shabbos candles, they specifically pray for children to be Torah scholars, to be righteous Jews. By the way, benching to Birchas Amazon, right? You say the four brachas. All of a sudden, it's a story, Harachaman. Harachaman, Hashem, she was shaykhas to benching. No, you did. The benching is a bracha, is the brachas that are biblical, but a Torah. You just created by doing Birchas Amazon, by, 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 by thanking Hashem after you, you, you ate your meal, a, a reality of doing a mitzvah. You, you now have an opportunity to ask for things. I think I've said this uh, previously that we say on Mincha and Shabbos when he's philosophy, this pasuk, when he's philosophy, we say at Mincha and Shabbos, I once heard the Mashkirch of Lakewood or Matzal Salman say, you know why you say that Mincha and Shabbos is a Swatzon? Because you've now had a whole Shabbos of mitzvahs, a whole Shabbos of mitzvahs and davening. Uh, and now it is an ace ratzon. We can call palm every time you do a mitzvah, a special mitzvah. Take the moment. Don't let it squander that moment. If you did a special mitzvah, you did a great thing that day. Make us make us do it feel like sorry at that moment of the mitzvah because the mitzvah creates for you a moment of divine auspicious. You did a great thing right? on a, on a crude level. Imagine you have a boss. You just did a great thing. And the boss is happy. It's a good time to ask for something, right? You, you created a reality. If you're a child, you're a spouse, whatever it may be, you can understand that you created a positive reality with Hashem. You do a mitzvah, especially a special, special mitzvah. It's a good time to daven. Every time you like candles, every time you, you bench, good time to daven. Some other mitzvahs also, it's not unique to those things. These are all chiloi. 
It's a time you want to appeal to Hashem. You want to, you may think carefully. You have a great opportunity. Whether it's giving tzedakah, as a congregation, you're involved in a great thing. These are deep things. To know what she wants. But Vadai, when we know she called in, she gave a chazal, she's there with Sunni Spark, or is a Kli Otsum, it's a Kli Otsum, it's a Kli Otsum. So the first point, the first, first uh, chapter over here, which we're doing in Chila today, is, is a time, any time a person does a mitzvah, any time it's any Svilasulacha, it's a time of the divine Ratzon, certainly we should take advantage. On Rosh Hashanah, it's Hamelach Basadak. I said that story before. Of that boy, this is our chance. I'm not saying this seriously. There may not be another chance. I, I, I was talking to some people in my office today. It was some of them were, were not going to be here tomorrow. We're closed for we're closed on Rosh Hashanah. That you know we should have a dance. That 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 uh, we had a successful year. We had a lot of challenges. We schooled 1,700 children. It's all a big challenge. 21 million dollar budget. I can give you a I can give you a whole list of things of hires of you know the city. Hiring principal, like, it's not, not think, nothing to take lightly. Someone says he wants to dance, he lived through the year, right? It's not, it's not, I mean, you know, we don't know what the future brings for us in the world. This may be our chance, right? This may be the chance for a person to be financially successful, health, marriage, children, grandchildren, the Jewish people. We do not know, we do not know what the year and what the things, it could be for years, as I said. But we do know it's an auspicious time. And if we don't ask now, we may not have a chance next time. You know, we're not learning Shari Tshuva, but the Shari Tshuva says remarkable things. People go running to work between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur thinking they're going to make money. He said if they were smart, they'd work less and spend more time davening and doing Tshuva and giving Tzedakah and learning Torah. Because you know what? You could work for naught. It's going to be the Shari Tshuva Yom Kippur. All of the permutations of our lives, and sometimes for years ahead, will be the Sarashanayamkipa, and it's the dear Shuashan Mimatsu. It is the, an auspicious time. We have things if we if we take advantage, right, we're our own judge and jury of Rosh Hashanah to an extent. Well, how we act, what we do, how we take advantage, that's that's our opportunity. And it's you know, it's it's it, you know, Rosh Hashanah. Is you know you don't have to rely on Yom Kippur. Rosh Hashanah is our first line, and, and it propels us. You know, Rishon Salanter used to ask, "Why is Yom Kippur all of the vidoy after Rosh Hashanah? Really, you should first confess, and then Rosh Hashanah say Hashem is King here, the Shofar. Put Yom Kippur first. He says, "No, we first have to become true, realize the greatness of Hashem, have Rosh Hashanah before Yom Kippur." All right. So, but anything that we can do now, prepare ourselves at a time. I, you know, I, 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 I just told to somebody today, if you could be the first ten in the minion, the first ten in the shul, you, you get the schus of everyone else in the shul. Right? Take Rosh Hashanah. So certainly do not come late. <laughs> do not come late. Now, now is a person's chance. You know, I, I, when I was a kid, I don't know if this still exists anymore. When I was a kid, they used to have like raffles and lotteries and prizes. One of them was that you could, get, you could have like five minutes in the store you know, to take all of the electronics that you put into your cart, whatever you take, whatever you get in your cart's yours, right? So I mean, imagine a person with a shaita, a fool, he comes too late to the store, you have five minutes to go, and it starts at eight, you're over 8.05, come 
804? Crazy. Hey, coming out, you're missing your chance. Don't come late on Rosh Hashanah. Don't miss the opportunity that Rosh Hashanah has for all of us. This is our moment. It's not the next. The next Shabbat, but you still have a chance. But it's not But in two weeks from now, it's over. <laughs> it's all over. And, and Rosh Hashanah, especially this year, only one day of Shofar. It's only Sunday. It's only the second day of Rosh Hashanah. It's, don't, don't miss out. Especially, by the way, with, with missing Shofar, Shabbos has to be taken that much more seriously. So the first point is don't miss the opportunity. Don't squander Rosh Hashanah. If this is by, you get stuck on a regular day, you create an opportunity. But this is the opportunity of opportunities. Rabbi Dessler, when he talks about Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, he says there are certain transformational points of person's life. They, you know, there are certain things, you know, which are minor. Every day we're challenged, every day we're tested, every day we have opportunities for, for, to improve or to go down. But certain, certain things are totally transformative if you get married. When you, who you marry, huh, that's going to change your eternity. That's going to change the rest of your life. Sometimes when you move to a place, your whole life, right, you know, uh, you know talking about Ukrainians, you know, who are leaving today. There are Jews moving to Israel, moving to America. What happens? Their life just changed radically. They're, they're all, their whole Bechira point. I'll tell you a story. Yesterday, I started learning with a, a Jew. 65 years old. Uh, somebody happens to be, this Jew, I learned all kinds of people, this Jew happens to be particularly successful. Very fine person. Uh, um, he actually emailed today, today that he watched something I had sent and, and read something. Uh, his life may have just changed permanently. Bezo Shem. All right? You know, you, you don't know who you meet, what you do. Certain things in life are transformative. Says of Dessa, you want to know what really will change your eternity? Rosh Yom Kippur. <laughs> Will change the world's eternity, right? and, and, and and it's It could affect Shanim Ravos years of our lives, and it's going to be this Shabbos and Sunday, Shanim Ravos years, right? It's so obviously every opportunity we have to daven to daven seriously. We should take advantage. It actually, connects to the next point, which is going to end this chapter by Chiloy. So he the whole the, the pinkest the whole time says Chiloy. What's the essence of chiloi? The essence of 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 chiloi is appeal. This is a pirusha. We've explained chiloi according to taina, trying to appeal, to, to plead, to, to appease. Amnam says there are those who actually learn tefillah a little bit tefillah. It says tefillah chiloi um, comes from lashon ra'ad the chalchala like a trembling, a shaking, a trembling, as it says in Masechet Brachas. Shadar Shukhazal, sages tell us, but Kama Afanim. It says, Vayachal betfilas Moshe, Vachsen Shispal Moshe, Shad Chazas of Moshe, Dami almost got like a fever. He, he, he says, Eshal Tzamas, his whole body was trembling. He was so physically intense. Vusuk Tfilas Shakot's muscle, really your whole body's into it, right? Is, is shaking, trembling. So by the way, that's the, the source the, of the minog. People shuckle. And they move. They, they, they don't stand still with the davening. They're going back and forth. They're, they're, they're trembling. They're, they're, going, they're shaking as, as they davening. Like, you know, you know, you know, I remember once, so one of a, a more uh, sterile type Jew comes in. He asks, what's everyone moving around so much? Stay still, you know? 
ADHD, they can't sit still. No, they can understand that people, when they're dominant, they have trembling and shaking. Uh, he says, explains the expounder of Pink, he says two things to us. Chada, Pachraba, is a certain amount of awe, fear, trembling that comes from the, the situation of davening because we're standing in front of Hashem. If you're davening in front of, see, we're in our subconscious, we know this. We're in front of HaKadosh Baruch, we're in front of Hashem. Right? When you're in front of Hashem, at some level, you know, you are having a divine manifestation. You, 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 your body trembles. So we know it's We say every day in Az Yashir, when, when Hashem took the Jewish people out of Mitzrayim, and there was this great manifestation of HaKadosh Baruch, of Hashem, they'd say, HaHarim Rokadu Ke'elim, the mountain, so to speak, shook like rams. The Gvoyes and and they, they give us these vows, like like the sheep. Matan Torah also, the, the Pasuk says, You came down, the greatest, the, the greatest miracle in all history, is uh, uh, since the creation of man, is Hashem speaking to, to the entire nation, the Jewish people at Sinai. And right, so you have this divine presence of like never been in this world. Gam kol ha'olam kulo the whole world shook. Everyone, the, the world, so like over, an earthquake around the world, so to speak. The Hechi, you know why? When you're in the place of, of, the, of Hashem, by the way, the, the Nevi'im were never able to be conscious when they had prophecy. They had to be knocked out. Because when you have that, too much wattage in the body, you just shake. The only person who was able to be conscious when, when, when getting the rule prophecy was Moshe. Moses, Moshe's prophecy was on a whole different level. We're davening. We, if we can't say, there's a certain achizah. We're davening to Hashem. The person's spacing out. They stay still. They're, 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 space, they're, they're, they're traveling to, um, I don't know, to Tahoe or to Napa Valley to get some grape juice on our wine. They're not shaking. But when you're davening, you're shaking. When a person's learning Torah with like his legs step up like, you know, Lay back on a lounge chair. They're not learning Torah. When a person is learning Torah, they start shaking all of a sudden because they're connecting to Hashem. When you're, when you're connecting to the divine, there's pacha that goes into it. You know, like, like, like a tree in the wind. A person could shake when they're davening. It says, the Talmud says, by Rabbi Kiva, when you're davening his house, all the manichu bazavazu. He would start, he'd be in one corner. By the time he'd finished, he would be in, in, the, in the next corner. But by the way, the Mishra says, what was, what was Rabbi Akiva davening? He would literally move from one side of the house to the other side of the house. It was at the end of Shimon Esrei when he was asking for his personal supplications, his personal talking, which meant Hashi's davening was so intense, he was moving around the house. He had no consciousness where he was. You know, I'm just thinking about Rosh Kippur, daven for everything you need. Don't, and don't daven like a, sti- like, like a stick. Shake. Realize that right now you're asking, like that boy one day asked King George, a human king who had no guarantees to get his parents out of Nazi-controlled Europe, daven to Hashem on Rosh Hashanah and shake. <laughs> where, where there are things that we all need. I have things I need. I know you have things you need. The world needs certain things. Now is the chance. And don't ask like on a lounge chair. <laughs> when you're, you're asking Hashem on Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Ask and push yourself. Now is a chance. 
but it's going to be too late soon. Right? Now is your chance. Basiva Shniya Lara second time of the shaking. The first thing is that when you close to Hashem, the certain amount of awe and shaking him is where a person appreciates it. Now, that little bit like the nuance is the first time is Hashem being in Hashem's presence. The second is you realize that what you're dominating is so important, you put all of your effort into it. Shemasha, it's a Moshe, Beinu says by Moshe, he literally got a fever. Moshe, Moshe was close to Hashem as you get. What do you, you get if well, he was praying for the, the Jewish people to be saved after the Egel Azov, after the Golden Calf, so he, he literally felt the tremendous achrayist responsibility of his prayers. Everything is dependent on this. When you realize it's up to me, <laughs> my life is up to me, my child is up to me, my parent, whatever it may be, up to me. You, you feel that, that, that responsibility and you push yourself to dominate. You don't sit back on a lounge and say, oh, yes, 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 no, no, no. You push yourself. We know when you study Torah, the main thing of Lima Torah is how much you push yourself. We know that every year the Neshama is a word, there's a letter in the Torah for every Jew. Actually, we say at the end of the Shemar Every soul as an oyster Torah. That's why we rip Kriya. When somebody dies, we rip we rip because a letter of the Torah, so to speak, is, is missing. Every Jew that's lost is like a Torah that's burnt. We rip Kriya. As everyone has it, but what blocks us from our spirituality, from our ruchiness, from our connection to the Torah, it's the guf. When a person's worried about food and vacations, and this, not the, the, those are means, not ends. When the guf becomes the ends, the body becomes, materialism becomes the ends, and not the means. Chaitet, it becomes a blockage. Uma'akim, the vacas, ha'nefesh, the kush, blocks us from spiritually connecting and clinging to Hashem. In Imsa, we find that the Sheikr Hatzlacha Batur, so a person wants, you know, you're in a serious yeshiva, or wherever you are, you want to really connect to Lima Ratari, you got to break your body down. It doesn't mean to, not to hurt your health, but it means when you're learning, you're completely immersed. You got to soften the ground before you plant the seeds. And then if the ground's hard, you know, they do harisha, they do plowing, and then you do, you do the planting. Because the ground's hot, hard, the seed cannot take take take, um, take root. You want to get to different Torah for your yeshiva, or you're learning, whoever you are. If you don't believe you want to be part of you, you have to break your body down, you have to focus. You can't learn Torah chewing gum and drinking a Coca-Cola, laying like a lounge with a pina colada. Right? You, want to, you want to get Torah, you better push yourself, you better push, bend your back, right? get into it. Don't think you're gonna learn when you're when you're you know someone said I was in yeshiva so said oh, so a guy learns when he doesn't have a headache he has you know everybody you know, a little bit of uh, your sniffles you don't want to learn daf yomi you gotta push yourself you gotta learn you know your head's hurting a little bit you have your sinuses bothering you gotta learn that's how you get turned off well by the way tefillah the same way prayer you gotta learn sometimes you're you know you're comfortable I'm, I'm, 
My leg is hurting me. My back. Oh, I can't dive in. I want to push myself. No, you got to push yourself. Especially, you know, I'm, you know, you tie, I, I, I'm not there. I won't be in the, in the new Amachad sanctuary. But I said it many years uh, in Amachad, in the old, uh, in the old with the red carpet, with the red chairs, that Mincha and Shabbos, sometimes you see people come, Mincha and Rosh Hashanah come back, and they're exhausted. I said, now is not the time to be exhausted. You know, Lahavda, if you're in a football game, and it's the fourth quarter, <laughs> and you're up, you can win the game, don't give up now! Don't push yourself! Don't miss, I mean, people miss Rosh, Mincha and Rosh Hashanah, you nuts! I miss the Meshuggah, you crazy! Miss Rosh Minion and Rosh Hashanah for a minute, you come back. And don't tell me you're tired. Now is your time. Now is the other minute at some level of the time. Eliyahu Navi was answering the It's not time to schluff. You tell me you gotta push yourself to them. You're tired. Take a coffee. It's not your kipper. You know, kipper, you take a, a, a take a take a spiritual coffee. And it is not the time to be a lazy bum. You gotta push yourself at this time. You gotta, and sometimes dominating, you're tired, you're grog, you're not in the mood, you gotta push. You wanna collect Hashem. Don't sit there like, push yourself and and shake up a little bit. Then you you can break yourself and connect spiritually. I had set the cotton, the Baal the Melamelech was one of the great students of the Mahi Majest, who was the primary disciple of. Balshadon Noyinamelech was one of the most responsible people for spreading Hasidus in Poland, which was where Hasidus blossomed, besides Ukraine. Shemazer al Tefillah Shetiyah B'Kol Koychal. Noyinamelech said in Tzedel Akatan, "You daven, put all of your might. Don't daven with a pina colada or a diet coke if that's what you like. Push yourself." One of the main ways to matzliach in davening is putting your body into it. Davening with all of your might. When you bow, you are, especially Rosh Hashanah, we bow a lot more, you are subjugating yourself, you're being mevatal, atzmo, to Hashem's greatness, that's bowing. And when you shake, you're putting your whole body. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm into it. When you shit, you're you're into the davening. You're not stoic. You're not out of it. You're into your whole gulf is davening. Right? If you do it, how many hundreds and thousands of times you daven to Hashem, you become more spiritual in your davening. And your davening is different davening. There's no better time to do this than Rosh Hashanah. Hey, we will have next Rosh Hashanah next time we're learning. It's a new year. <laughs> this is the last time we're, we're doing it, 5783. Next, next time, it's a new year. It's 5784. Please, for our for Jewish people's sake, for your sake, for our sake, take advantage of Rosh Hashanah. We've been learning tefillah for so many months. Now is our time to put it into practice. Wish everyone All of your tefillah should be accepted amongst all Klai's souls. We should be all be zeicha to and and be merit for now and the future to only brachas Yeshuas Kruvis Yiddish Anachas from our children from Klal Yisrael and only Kedvaram Toivim.